This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. If you guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing one of my very, very good friends and closest friends and someone that has known me for a very long time, Grace Lee. She is a New York City resident and moved here a year before I did. So all the time before I, before I was actually moving here, I would always text her and like talk about wanting to move there, visiting her, really seeing the New York experience for the first time with Grace, which is crazy. We've done so much together, like all of the fashion week experiences that I've had had been with her. We hung out all the time in college. She was just someone that I've been really close to for a long time and I really cherish friendships like that. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast and I honestly cannot believe that it's been that long since I've had her on the podcast. Like I should have had her one of my first episodes since moving here, but it's just our schedules are so conflicting. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast because she is just such an amazing person. And honestly, she's been through a lot. So I'm excited to share, have her share her story. And just, I think we can all relate when we're kind of in a phase where we don't know what we're going to do next or we're in that in between we're in a waiting period or things didn't work out the way that they were supposed to and I think we can all learn and relate from that so I'm really happy to have her on and share her story she also has a podcast where she actually really goes into topics like that like she talks about so many different seasons of life that have to do with patience that have to do with faith that have to do with living in new york is one of them and like disappointments and everything in between so definitely check out her podcast as well i'm gonna have everything in the show notes but grace is one of my closest friends and just recording with her was so much fun we were recording on my living room floor and this was the moment where i decided i was no longer going to do not in-person podcasts anymore because the energy between us was just so great like just being in person and being able to talk to each other face to face and not over a screen because a lot of times when I'm doing virtual podcasts it's a lot of like 
interrupting each other and then being like oh sorry go ahead or like oh no no it's fine you go ahead and it's just the the flow isn't there the quality isn't there so I think I'm just gonna stick to in-person podcasts like either based in New York when I visit LA and then also if I'm traveling finding people to podcast in that city so I get a variety of guests on so if you guys have suggestions for who to interview check out the private Facebook page and you guys can leave me some suggestions there Before we get into the episode though, since I don't like my intros being very long, I want to thank you guys for reviewing my podcast and I always like doing a reviewer of the week just to really highlight how much they mean to me. So this one is from Megan Wood. She says, this is easily one of my favorite podcasts. I religiously listen to quite a few each week. I love in particular when you discuss business from the lens of an entrepreneurial startup and everything that goes along with the process. It's so inspiring. Even though I work a normal job, would you consider having someone on the podcast who is more at the beginning stages? She then gave me an example in the review and why that brand gave her attention and then she was like overall I encourage anyone who needs inspiration to listen to this podcast so I love these types of review reviews because she's being very very honest and like she's so nice about it but also being like hey I'd love if you could have this person on it just gives me a lot more ideas because I make this podcast for you so hearing your suggestions and actually hearing someone that you guys would want on the podcast means a lot to me because you guys are like like know my brand and like know the podcast and know that they would be a good fit so it gives me a really really good idea so thank you so much Megan for giving that review it was so sweet and also very very constructive so again thank you for that but anyways before I keep rambling and rambling I really can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation that I had with Grace Hi, Grace. Thanks so much for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. This has been like such a long time coming. I can't believe you weren't one of the first people I had on. I know. Like I, yeah. How long have we said that we were going to be on each other's podcasts? Probably like months ago. Yeah. Uh, literally like a year ago when I told you I was starting a podcast and you were like I want to start a podcast we should have had each other on and I know we failed. (laughs) (laughs) But now here we are. So I am going to start off with setting the record straight, which if you guys don't know, it's where I say some assumptions or stereotypes, and then Grace, you're going to say if they're true or false based on your own experiences. The first one is moving to New York City is easy. False. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Um, It is not an easy task. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of steps and things that go into planning and um, making that move. Yeah. So... Yeah, I feel like it's so much harder than you think. Like, you know it's going to be hard, and then it's harder, I feel yeah, like. always like just moving yeah. from a different place. For sure. When did you move here again? So I moved here um, the summer after graduation, so 2017. Right, yeah. No, I remember your wow. process. It was like a quick, like, I'm moving, and you, like, were here within, like, the yeah. month. You know, like, I got my job the same month I got. No, I got my job the same day I got my apartment and then the move was like a week after that's crazy so yeah and the next one is working for a corporate company is better than working for yourself I would say false for that Mm -hmm. um just from my previous experience I I guess the type of person I I'm very independent in Mm -hmm. the sense that I like to have my own freedom when it comes to like what I'm passionate about and I bet we're going to dive a little bit more deeper into that. Um, So I'll explain there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it definitely depends on the type of person you are. But Grace and I are similar in that way where we like being very independent and in charge of our own like careers. Yeah. And the next one is social media is a full time job. It is definitely a full time job. And it's always on the clock. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. No, I feel like you can't turn it off. You know, people are commenting on your post at midnight and yeah, you don't have to respond right then and there, Mm -hmm. but it's always on, you know, like people, you could post a photo at 9 PM. Like you don't have to just post in the hours between nine to five or like stories. I feel like, especially something that you should be doing at all times to keep your audience engaged. So yeah, it's hard to kind of set a time limit on it. And I don't know. You can't really schedule stories and stuff like that either. No, can you? you can't. You yeah. know, I wish there was a scheduling yeah. tool for that. But, you know, whoever wants to create that, that's going to save a lot of people's jobs. So, well, I think that like legally Instagram doesn't let you schedule stuff. That's yes, what I've heard. But I've at least with the job that I currently had, I was able to like schedule posts. OK. And, um, you know, there's always that thing where technology always fails so it's not always consistent yeah yeah but it works yeah so now just tell us a little bit about yourself okay where do I begin (laughs) (laughs) I am a social media strategist and a content creator I have done social media management for about 10 years now uh, starting with my personal brand back in college And then I started becoming more interested in like influencer marketing Mm -hmm. um, through those years and working with other influencers and brands and really helping other clients like um, understand how influencer marketing works because it was something newer then. And then from there, I started doing more content creation for clients. And this was also a part of like this was a part-time job for me, mm-hmm. basically, like a side hustle um, on top of the full-time social media coordinator position that I had working for a startup. And it was a lot of, I guess, time that was spent outside of work that I was trying to maintain and at the same time have a healthy balance of sleeping and socializing and getting everything done. Yeah. So... You know, I've just had a lot of experience with social media management, consulting, content creation, all of that. Yeah, no, you've been killing it in the social media game. Like, I feel like you're, you keep up with it so well. Thank you. It's really hard to, and I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of people assume that social media is just taking a photo and posting Mm it. Oh, no. And (laughs) and they're like, yeah, I know how to do that for brands, but it really is like truly knowing the brand's audience and understanding what it is that they want and Mm -hmm. how to engage with them in a unique way yeah no you said it perfectly and I've actually said before I think I've mentioned it on my podcast but I feel like the reason why Instagram isn't taken seriously or YouTube isn't taken seriously is because anyone can do it because literally any person can have an Instagram account most people do you know like your grandma has a Facebook account your mom has an Instagram like your brother has a Snapchat like everyone has social media so then when you say like oh it's my job it's like okay like I do Instagram also like how is it your job you know so it's like one of those things where people don't realize that it is a job because they think that they can do it too since they have the account right so life doesn't happen bi-weekly so why should payday the money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work not just waiting for payday with Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus 
tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's theouai.com, promo code RealReal. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. I always think that that's the reason why, whether if you, when you're like, oh, I just booked a TV role, it's like, oh my God, that's so cool because it's not like everyone on the street can book a TV role or go on TV. So I think that's the difference of why it's not as well respected, but it's like, okay, great. If you don't think it's my job or you don't think it's hard, then I would love to see you make money off of it. Right. You know, it's not that that easy. Mm -hmm. So that's like the way I describe it, like why it's not taken seriously 
in like society I guess I should say right now but I definitely think that's going to change but it's still I don't know I feel like it's still gonna not be as well respected as other things in the entertainment industry I agree yeah I think so yeah and me and you actually met on social media we did so (laughs) Grace and I a little story time for you guys we met what fresh my freshman year of college and your sophomore year of college Mm. I was a freshman at NC State and Grace went to UNC and your roommate followed me so Mackenzie had followed me yeah and I clicked on Mackenzie and then I went on a rabbit hole of her photos and then I saw this girl that she was with and I clicked on her and I saw that she was a blogger I was like wait there's another like person on social media that like does social media thing like because I was still doing YouTube at that time I was like oh my gosh there's someone that does like blogging in the area because NC State and UNC are like 30 minutes apart so I followed you and then you dm me right yeah. I didn't did you dm me or did I, I DM slid you into your DMs. yeah you slid into <laughs> my dms and you were like asking to get coffee or something sometime I yeah think. yeah so I think that's so funny how that works and then I was dating someone that went to UNC so I was there a lot and that's how we met and we, we just, just started like, hanging out yeah we just like clicked instantly at that mm-hmm. coffee shop i remember right after we took a photo yes <laughs> i still have that photo yeah. i still have it it's so I funny i remember what i was wearing me too actually I, it's so it was raining that day it was raining we were wearing rain boots yes i was wearing um th- like thigh high socks <laughs> a brandy melville white and black striped dress and i think vans I remember that outfit so clearly, mm. and I thought it was so cool. I was such a, like, Tumblr girl. I yeah. I was wearing, like, a choker. <laughs> I was wearing, like, hunter boots with, like, denim shorts and a striped top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember so clearly. <laughs> Love at first sight. <laughs> I know. And since then, we've been, like, doing so many... We did so many things together. I know. In college. I feel like I saw you the most out of anyone, and, like, we went to different schools. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> See, you guys can make your friendships on social media, too. Yes. But why did you decide to move to New York? So tell us why you made the jump from Fayetteville, North Carolina to New York City. So I've always been a city girl at heart growing up, uh, especially North Carolina. I just felt like it never fit in. Even in Chapel Hill, I just I could feel myself like, you know, craving that city mm-hmm. city-esque life you know, where like the fashion was different, the drive was different, people were, you know, hustling and stuff. And in Carolina, it just like didn't have it. Yeah. You know, it, there yeah. was something lacking there. And I just knew like after college, um, well, I didn't have a job, you know, right after graduation. And I traveled for a bit in the summer. But then I knew New York was the place. It just like was meant to be. I interned there for a summer and it felt like home as like everyone else says Mm -hmm. you know like you just kind of know that New York is the place you need to be I feel like New York is one of the only cities that's like that like you don't I don't know I feel like I go to LA and I don't meet people that's like I just knew I was meant to be in LA or yeah you know I feel like it's like well I want to be an actress so I moved to LA or I'm doing my job is like the industry is here so that's why I'm here no one I mean, I could be wrong, but most people are not like, I was just like, I knew I was meant to go to LA. Yeah, like you don't hear that. You know, but in New York, that is so common. Mm -hmm. So common. Like for me, I knew I was going to move here one day. Yeah, I remember. It just felt like home. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you got a job here after school, right? Yes. And then that moved you to the city. Yes. And it was very tough my first year, like first six months even, um, 
making that transition Mm -hmm. and it wasn't in the sense that like I didn't have like that drive of you know like I'm gonna make this work or whatever it was like tough for me because of where I chose to live so there's a lot of experiences I've learned throughout the years I've been here and it's like really make make sure you know the area and like where it is that you want to live before actually deciding to like sign a lease there what was your experience with that (laughs) why didn't you like where you lived I lived in Astoria like Mm -hmm. Queens it wasn't even in the city but um for me I think I took the sense that like I got to have a car I had a one bedroom like apartment and for me that was like okay yeah you know this is great this is like the perfect transition but then I worked in Midtown, so it was like an hour thirty commute, yeah, and it was that's ridiculous long hours, and I was like not, I wasn't sleeping. It was not healthy for me. Yeah, no. And Grace, when she says she lives in Astoria, I feel like a lot of you guys are probably like, "That's not that far. Just take the subway over." So Grace lived right outside Laguardia. Like, yeah, you lived right by Laguardia. I remember visiting you. We would have to take a bus to the subway. And then the subway to the city. And if we wanted to go to lower Manhattan, we'd have to transfer while we were in the city. Yeah. So it took forever to get anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So like when you were out to the city, like you had to be out all day. Like you're not coming back home. Yeah. 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 You so know, that's my, hard. Yeah. My first job was a full t- like a corporate job and the hours were nine to six. Yeah. So I would wake up at 4 a.m. to oh. hop on a bus and then get home at like 8 p.m. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, yeah. that's so not not healthy yeah and you actually decided to do blogging full-time so after your first job you decided to do blogging full-time how was that year of doing that full-time it was tough actually you know I didn't not even in the beginning I didn't think it was gonna get easier but I just knew that I wanted to really focus on my blogging especially like coming out of college that was something I really like want to pursue more Mm -hmm. of but you know New York City and like the rent and the this money is like it's financially hard so I tried it for a year and I think during that time I really networked with a lot of people like I met so many people like agencies other influencer content creators and really just explored that area um even though it didn't like work out the way i had wanted it to work out um, i still gained a lot from those like contacts and experiences and all that yeah i mean i feel like that's something so hard to not have that steady income not know what's going to happen next and take that leap and try something new and i feel like i don't know especially like for me for example with my online store how I don't have that anymore or I technically still do but like I'm closing it to me that's so hard because I feel like oh gosh like it didn't do what I want like I feel like I failed like I literally feel and I'm not saying that you feel like you failed but I feel like I I'm like embarrassed to talk about it I don't want to say anything and I I don't know I don't think you have to stick to every idea that you have I don't think everything has to go exactly the way you planned and like that doesn't that's not bad I feel like you learn so many lessons that are so valuable and that's like so much so much more beneficial than anything else of course yeah I think no I actually think that I in some ways failed too like which you didn't yes but you'd learn so many lessons that you're gonna take with you forever now yeah 
in that time i really needed to figure out like what it is that i wanted in the direction i wanted to go in and mm-hmm. i needed that time mm-hmm. so exactly. it was good for me in the end and what are some misconceptions of being a blogger so you did it full time so what are some things that people don't know i think people assume that we do nothing yeah like in this <laughs> meaning like we just wake up and start instagramming store instagram <laughs> storying our entire morning our coffee and then our quote meetings and going to showrooms it just like seems like we're just like living our lives on instagram or something and we don't do anything and then people like start to question like how are they making money doing nothing and oh they just have photo shoots here and there so there's a lot of that that's being shown and because that's what's being shown people assume that that's all we do but Mm -hmm. just because it's not you know shown on social media doesn't mean it doesn't happen Oh, yeah. I think the same is with anyone that works in a social media job. Like, you think that, oh, you just do nothing all day. Yeah. That's nice. You probably wake up at, what, like, 10 a.m., 11 exactly. a.m.? sleep like, in. You're yeah. good. Like, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I think you can also say the same thing, but there's a lot of things we're doing in the meantime, in between all those, like, story takes or whatever. Like, we are doing emails having calls like we're actually getting stuff done in order to do all those things right right yeah no i think that blogging is something that people don't understand like they don't know about as much even more than youtube because youtube i can vlog what i'm doing and really like yeah i don't show everything but i can show a lot more blogging is harder because it's more photos so right. it's harder to show the behind the scenes. It constricts, yeah, a yeah. lot of things. Because writing constricts a lot. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. I, no, I completely agree. And after you decided to do blogging full-time, you did just go and get a job at a startup, like we were saying. Um, how was that experience for you, going from working for yourself full-time, having an open schedule that you can control, and then going back to the 9 to 5? So I made that transition almost like a year later. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like towards the end of that year, I would say like around Thanksgiving when I realized that it really wasn't working for me. And Mm -hmm. I mean, like financially, um, it wasn't really what I had expected, especially with the mindset I had in college, you know, like the partnerships that were coming in, it just was very different here. Mm -hmm. And so, I spoke with my family about it and I just wanted to try social media again, but not for myself. I was, for a year I ran around kind of trying to build my own image and putting me the face of everything. And I really, I like helping other brands grow. That's like something I'm really passionate about and it's through social media. And so I think I wanted to really explore that again. Right. A little differently than my very first one because this was more a brand um, that was not a big corporate brand. It was like a startup. They were also learning in the process. So I was like, I'm going to have creative freedom and I'm going to be able to do a bunch of things for them, wear many hats. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I went about it, thinking this is going to be great. You know, I'm going to have a, a steady income. I'm going to be able to do what I love, which is help this brand grow. Yeah. And did it meet your expectations? I mean, there's a lot of things that went into this job that I wasn't, again, expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely learned a lot from this previous job. I learned how to work with people. Yeah, and And it's so huge when you're working for yourself because you don't get that experience. Yeah. Um, 
And with this job, you know, there was a lot of perks that came with it, but there was a lot of things where I still felt kind of pushed down or like I felt like I wasn't reaching my full potential. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to show people that. Like you can't force someone to see your own potential. Like they kind of have to communicate and understand you. And that was just very difficult for the environment I was in. Mm -hmm. No, I completely get that. And now you are making another big decision in your life and you quit that job and are doing freelancing now full time. So now that you went from working a corporate job, quitting that, doing blogging full time, working a startup job, which is still kind of corporate, but you know, working at a startup, getting that feel for a small company. And now you're doing freelance and working for yourself again. How is that transition? How are you, how is it going to be different than like blocking full-time per se? It's going to be much different because I'm approaching it so much differently, Mm -hmm. uh, meaning that I want to still work with clients, but this time it's up to me. Like it's my choice of who I want to work with, what I want to do for them. And I'm pitching myself in a freelance, uh, as a freelancer, Mm -hmm. not someone who is a talent. Right. And I think that's more fun because I still love what I did with my previous job. So I want to continue doing that, but this time having that freedom to do so, having that schedule and really pushing, I don't know, stepping out of my comfort zone and pushing the limits. Yeah, I'm so excited for you because I know that you're going to do so well. And also, as you were telling me this, I never even realized this before, but as we're going through kind of like your timeline and everything that you've done since you've been here, it's so amazing how it's worked out. Like, I feel like you had to get that corporate job experience to realize that you didn't want a big company. You wanted creative control. You had to work for a startup and see what that you liked working with brands. Like that was a benefit of that, that you finally found like what you were meant to do working with brands, but that just wasn't the environment for you. And now you're doing exactly what you're meant to be. You know, like when you say it in that timeline, I think it's crazy because me and you have known each other forever. So I've seen it all happen in real time. So it doesn't. But when you say it all at once, it's like, oh, wow, that all happened exactly the way I was supposed to yeah you literally wouldn't have known that if you didn't have all those experiences honestly no I even made it known that I was incredibly grateful for Mm -hmm. all the experiences that I went through and the opportunities they presented there yeah because like you said how would I have known that you know I wanted to do certain things if I hadn't had put myself in the tough situations that I was that I was in yeah so that's so true and that's kind of kind of the same with me with my online store Mm. I realized I didn't like shopping for the pieces I didn't like shopping for the clothes I didn't like that it wasn't like my own clothing you know like I didn't design it or anything like that I didn't like the photo shoots that had to go with it like I didn't really like the creative aspect as much. I loved the marketing. I loved coming up with the ideas. I had so many ideas for the future with it. And that's literally, I was like, huh, I think I'm good at like coming up with ideas and I'm good at strategizing and I'm good at consulting. I'm good at building brands and finding personal brands. And literally that's how I came up with my consulting. So like I had to do that and I had to not be or like not pursue that full time. I had to quit that. I had to not yeah you know what I'm saying I did not do my online store for me to realize that consulting is what I was meant to do see that's what's so amazing and when we look back to see that that's when we realize it like in those moments we're like oh yeah I'm a failure I can't believe I quit this I can't believe like you know I'm not good enough not good enough like I 
don't I can't believe that I wasn't able to continue it or mm-hmm. you know balance it but then you look back and you're like you know what all of this led me to where I am now yeah and in the moment yeah like you were saying like you probably you're gonna have some unhappy days and stressful days and and days when you have anxiety and you're like I don't know my next steps like what am I doing exactly and that is so normal and that's okay because you will get through it right and honestly through this past year as I was working a full time I was questioning it all like constantly questioning like what do I even like to do mm-hmm. as I'm like you know doing social media for them like do I even like this like yeah. am I even good at this and I started nitpicking everything and questioning and challenging all these things and as I was nearing the end of this job too I was like am I gonna make this like is this gonna be able to um be a thing for me like can I make this happen like do I really enjoy it and I think those questions are always gonna be there you know it's not like it's imposter syndrome also yeah exactly why is someone hiring me (laughs) I know I know you're like wait what do they see in me yes (laughs) oh my god yes yeah (laughs) I think we all have imposter syndrome everyone even people at the top must have imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. so I don't know I think that that's really cool that we can look back and be like nope this is where I'm meant to be though yeah You've been very open with your followers about the struggles of living in New York, how everything that you've kind of gone through and you were very honest about the ups and the downs. Why do you think, do you think that being open has helped you? Do you think that, like, why do you decide to share all of that? Because most people, I'm going to be honest, most people only share the positives. So why do you share everything and like the negatives too? Yeah, I think I share the negatives because that's been basically what I've been going through Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much during this time and it's a way of like coping with it too even for me is like you said most people wouldn't really be open to sharing that you know most people want to see the positives in the highlight highlight reels but it's not that I'm like trying to share like hey look at me I'm real or whatever it's just like it's just a part of me and it's natural it's natural Mm -hmm. and so I realized by sharing all those things, I get more feedback from people who are dealing with the same struggles. And I've been able to really interact with my followers and the people who just constantly communicate with me. And yeah. I even help them through what it is what it is that they're struggling with. So I think by sharing, I'm able to communicate even stronger mm-hmm. with the people that want to interact with me. Yeah. No, I think that that's so powerful and it's so important to share not only the positives but the negatives too because I don't know, I feel like as someone with a platform, you kind of have a responsibility. Some people might agree with or disagree with me, but I feel like you kind of have a responsibility to be honest and not only share your highlights and not only share the ups because then it gives a unrealistic expectation. Exactly. And if you have a platform and you're using your platform, I feel like you should be honest with people. Yeah. And that means sharing the stuff that kind of you struggle with. And I get some people want to keep things private and I totally respect that. Right. But I think that it's a disservice to your followers and to your audience if you're just going to say everything's good all the time or only show your perfect life and you're not. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So I think that that's something that I really admire and I like really respect that of you that you don't shy away from that. Right. And I think there's been a lot of people that actually do communicate with me that um, asking, you know, is it the question you started with? Is it easy to move to New York? And it's mm-hmm. just like everyone else paints it in a picture that New yeah. York is just 
the place to be. It's a dream home. And don't get me wrong, it is. But there's a lot of struggles that come with it. And you need to be prepared for that. Yeah. So I want to be as candid as possible about that. Yeah, I feel like like anything, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. And it's just good that you are showing them all, you know. And I feel like New York also is so romanticized. New York is so romanticized. (laughs) And I'm not even going to lie. I contribute to it. But for me, I do know I'm in, like, the honeymoon stage. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I love it. And, like, Christmas just was, like, Christmas just passed. And Christmas in the city is so nice. And I was here for fall. You know, I wasn't here for, like, a really cold winter yet or, like, a really hot summer yet. So talk to me in a year. But I don't know. I feel like it's also different for everyone. Like, I know that there's struggles that come here. And don't get me wrong, I have, like, felt some of them too. But I also understand that, like, everyone's experience is going to be different. And I don't want people to ever compare their experience to someone else's like kind of we're about to record a podcast with grace actually all about comparison so if you guys want to check that out i'll have it in the show notes but i'm just saying like i feel like some people might feel disappointed because it's like well natalie made it seem like it was so great and i now move here and it's not that great and it's like my experience is not the majority and your experience is not the majority like your experience is your own experience and you're gonna have people that relate and you're gonna have people that don't relate and same with me you know so Mm -hmm. i think that's something also that we can talk about on your podcast too but it's not the same for everyone right so i don't know anyways i don't know if that was a tangent but (laughs) grace and i are just having like a heart to heart right here we're sitting on my living room floor there's a mic in front of us yeah what (laughs) so you have been on social media for a very long time when did you start blogging 2010 yeah so 10 years oh my gosh yeah. whoa it's actually 10 years 10 year anniversary coming up do you remember the month october oh i'll have a 10 year thing for that yeah you should we should have a party yeah we should get the like, celebrating <laughs> my vlog's my 10 years vlog. old <laughs> 10 years old it's my child it's literally your child it now. is my child like you have a actual child yeah <laughs> a 10 year old kid <laughs> someone's gonna hear this out of context like, i know grace has a child oh, yeah. <laughs> you have seen social media change so much so how has it changed in a quick little summary from 2010 to now like you have literally seen the start of social media to what it is today okay so to give you the cliff notes version yeah <laughs> um I actually started Instagram when Instagram first started. Whoa. Yeah, so... Actually, me too. Yeah. I remember I thought it was a photo editing app. I didn't realize it was a social media. I know. So I would literally post, like, 20 pictures a day because I would just edit them all. Yeah. With, like, the little Instagram borders yeah, and like I would the, post yeah. them. And I just thought it was an editing app. And then all of a sudden I saw someone, like, like my picture and someone follow me. And I'm like, wait, what is this? I know. Actually, I thought it was, like, a photo album yeah. thing. Yeah. Like Facebook, where you just like yeah. upload 50 at one time and then you just like tag people or something. Um, so, to summarize, us uh, seeing the start of Instagram and just really trying to understand it from mm-hmm. the very beginning of like what it even was, you know, learning about these like filters, these borders. And then as like a blogger, I started meeting other like bloggers online and just yeah. kind of seeing how other people were doing it we all just really learned from each other trying out these like little fun giveaways that we would do um collaborating on blogs together and so from there it just like grew in a way where like a community started to be built and 
as it expanded, like we, there were new filters that came in. There were people starting to use different photo editing apps to bring into Instagram. It started becoming like high quality photos and then the start of videos. So basically a accumulation of all these different types of way, ways to communicate with people uh, virtually. Mm -hmm. um, now you see like sponsored ads and brands really utilizing it for their products and then you see these influencers and celebrities start to use it for their platform so like a lot has happened yeah leading up to where we are now with Instagram and I've always and I still see it as like a communications tool yeah meaning that there's never one way to communicate something we just recently had Kobe Bryant and you know like the other seven passengers pass away and mm -hmm. so I've just been watching how people have really reacted to his death on social media and I'm sure you've seen it too yeah. of like how people are um, remembering him and it's incredible because like something like that something so tragic can bring an entire community together yeah. on Instagram yeah that's so true and it spreads like wildfire too exactly yeah that's that's really true how it's it is a method of communication and it started it might not have started exactly that way but like that's totally what it is today actually mm -hmm. i guess it did start that way too but we just we did just know some time we just to figure it know. out i think that's crazy that we were there from the beginning yeah i didn't even think about that yeah i know we were there from the start we're like the only generation of people that can say now that we were there when it started exactly like all of these social media platforms that are coming we are the first ones mm -hmm. always yeah that's crazy. Like TikTok, Vine. Oh, yeah. I lived through the start and the end Vine. Yeah, the Vine days. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like all of that. Yeah. Even MySpace. I had a MySpace, guys. Yeah. But anyways, I am so glad that you came on my podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can they find you? Where can they follow you? And also, if a brand is listening, how can they contact you? You can contact me on my blog my website www.gracefullymade.com perfect and you can also find me on instagram at by grace lee i'll have it in the show notes i'll have everything in the show notes yeah. and my podcast where natalie will be perfect i can't wait so thank you again for coming on i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was just two friends catching up yep thank you so how did you like listening to this podcast episode? I thought it was so great and Grace was so open and so honest, which just means so much to me. So if you guys liked it, be sure to review it on iTunes. Give it five stars if you guys like the episode. And if you guys want me to interview other people, let me know on the Facebook page which people you would like me to interview. Follow us on Instagram. Everything's going to be in the show notes. But thank you guys for watching and I will see you guys next week on another episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hey, my name is Lovon Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.